I'll make them all see that I could be anything I want to be. If you got a dream, then you need persistence and lots of belief. Yeah. Yo, don't take that. Negative energy, I replace that. I just want to be me. I don't fake that. I just want to be free. I chase that. Hey, what's going on? It's Kyle George. And I'm Rodney Harris. And you're listening to a different angle. So, what's going on, people? Hope everybody's doing well. Rod, how you feeling, bro? Doing much better. A little tired, man. A little fatigued. Work has been kicking my butt a little bit. But much better than we were last week. Uh, we have fought off the sickness demons in the house. We have taken our vitamins, said our prayers, and we have done a good job at staying healthy for the last couple of days. So I must say that's a win. But as far as my <laughs> feelings go, I'm now back up to about six. Okay. I feel much better. I'm doing much better. Um, it was a little bit of chaos, but you know what? We shall power through. Absolutely. How are you doing? Um, today's been a little rough mentally. Um, I think I've been actually, it's funny. I meant to call you earlier before we started <laughs> doing the show, but, um, things are starting to get to me a little more now. Um, how so? Um, undisclosed reasons. Um, you know, uh, for the most part, you, you know, the main, yeah. Yeah, so that that that's what it is, really. Um, today I thought I had a hiccup, but um, I I found it wasn't necessarily a solution, but it was a. Uh, oh, sorry, I can't think of the word. It was a. Like I, I just kind of found out what was going on, and I was like, okay, so it made me feel a little more at ease. Um, but like I said, it, things aren't necessarily rectified. Um, so I would say a five and a half, six, um, it's not, it's not the greatest, but it's not bad. Right. Um, I think I said it, I think I said it last episode where, where, you know, my depression isn't here. So as long to me, one of those things, just me personally, is that as long as my depression isn't here, as long as I don't feel it, um, as long as I don't feel like I'm stuck in a box without anywhere to go. I'm better. I'm good, you know, for the most part, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but yeah, I would say a, a five point five, maybe a six. So we're about even today, and we do have a very heavy topic. Um, so I will preface it by saying this: not everybody's gonna like it, and I say that with all the truth and honesty in my heart. <laughs> Not everybody is going to like the things that we are going to say on today's episode. But these are our feelings, our thoughts, and our experiences. Please remember that. Keyword being our experiences. Rod, do you want to do you want to lead us in? Sure. Um, there was a really, really cool video that Kyle was able to send over to me. And um, I enjoyed watching very much. And this was a very we we talk about things um in particular in particular uh, as a general um as man to woman but here we're going to dive in and really talk about something that's a little bit more personal um not just man to woman but black man to black woman and it makes it like i said very touchy a lot of people are going to have a certain kind of feel about it 
And I have to say, better get ready. Loosen up your boxes. Loosen up your drawers. Um, it might get a little bumpy. Now, in this video, it's standing where a woman is sitting um, alone and asking a question. Black men, what do we do to black men that's so bad? This is a black woman asking, what did they, what did black women do to black men that is so bad? And the response in which she got was, you tend to blame everything on us when, when things are going wrong. You don't let us speak our minds and open up. We find it hard to talk to you about anything. You know, everything turns into a fight or an argument or an altercation. When it comes to our kids, you you instantly blame you instantly blame us like we're the ones that's wrongdoing, and then mm-hmm. beg us for child support. You automatically play victim when it comes down to the kids and the weaponize the children. And he can he went in deep, he went yeah. in deep and cut deep on a lot of different things. But I would say the biggest thing for me that stood out was the opening up, mm-hmm. the victim, the victim playing the victim being overly aggressive and i was like those are three big kick, big things as we know i'm in a biracial relationship um mm-hmm. biracial marriage so i won't know i don't know what it's like to have a, a quote-unquote black to black child so or i never was even put in a situation to have a baby mama or anything like that not just saying that's a black thing, just saying in general, as a man, I don't have a baby mother. I live with my wife, my, we raise our daughter together. So I don't know what that feels like to be separated from a woman and has to have a kid involved in the situation. Yeah. So that was one, wasn't one of the ones that stood out to me, but I was raised in a household with a father who was separated from the woman and had full custody of his daughter. So I witnessed firsthand those family court altercations, those taking the hard court for every little thing and going back and forth, money being spent, being blamed, victim shaming, victim blaming, all back and forth for years from 1990 all the way to about 1999 and 2000. Yeah. Back and forth to family court. About 10 years of fighting. Until you come to a common ground saying, listen, I got full custody of my daughter. Anytime you want to see her, you let me know. So I know you you have more experience when it comes down to being in a relationship, having that relationship split. As the story, the story is still being told. Your story is not done yet. Oh, but nowhere near. The story had so many chapters yeah. of the separation portion. Mm-hmm. And still being a father at the same time, and a damn good one at that. Appreciate so, you. it's you can tell that story better than I can, and I can tell you right now, I want to hear it from your side because we could get into the little, in particular, three things that I brought up that we could get to that later. Yeah, yeah. The, the meat and potatoes of this is the child, the father, because as we all know, America loves to get on black fathers. Absolutely. And okay, <laughs> man, people are not going to like uh, what I'm going to say. Um, number one, I think a lot of black men has made it worse for the rest of us. Hmm. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on our people. I'm just saying what how I feel. 
Okay. I think the response, the the lack of responsibility, the lack of wanting to be there because of the mother, because of the family, because of friends, has made it worse or has given the black male, it has garnered this this image that we can't be good fathers or that we lack the aptitude to to be good fathers or to even be there for the family as a whole. Now, with that being said, I think that has changed a lot throughout the number of years, especially the last like decade, decade and a half. I believe that there are more and more groups, there are more and more talks. There's more and more discussions about black fathers and about how important it is for us to be there in our children's life or lives excuse me so with that being said me um without trying to give give away too much um my fiance and i was not um together when my daughter was born. Um, that was a very rough, rough patch from pretty much the middle of her pregnancy to maybe around the middle, if not a little further along Isabella's first year of being here. Then we were together for a while and we broke up again. And then there were many years that we weren't together. I lived in the Bronx during this time. I lived in Queens, two different spots in Queens during this time, and South Jersey. And it is it is hard to not be there all the time. Um, I, I, I feel that there is this misconception of, Oh, you know, you're not there. You can do whatever you want. Blah, 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 blah. And this isn't current. This is this has been past things. And I'm not saying that my fiance has said this to me, but I have heard it a lot. <clears throat> um, for me, it's not about what I want to do. It's the fact that I want to be there for my kid. Now, I think I've said this before, you know, nobody's a perfect parent, okay? I am far, far from being a perfect dad, far from it. But my daughter knows that I'm there for her. My daughter knows that I love her. My daughter can always look and say, my dad is there for me. My dad loves me. That's important to me because when I was a kid, I wanted kids. You know, I, or, or more so, I just wanted to be a father. I don't know what it was about me. I don't know what it was about, I guess, taking care of someone. Well, maybe that wasn't it. Maybe that wasn't it. Maybe it's the way I've always looked at my family because we're a family-oriented family. You know what I mean? As you know, you, you're the same with, with yours. It's hard. 
and obviously not for all of us because some some men just don't care and you know what it is what it is and and i don't mean that to to say that it's okay because it's not but that's the hand that they would dealt so i also know how it is to grow up in a complete household and a separated household which once again a lot of people don't even have that some people just grew up with with both in the house or just grew up with one it's it's not easy i think my mom and my dad separating when i was younger because i witnessed something that i won't say on air but um <laughs> i'll tell you after on but um it changed my life. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but either way, it changed my life. And luckily, I don't think that I've ever lost that light that I've always had. Um, but being a father who's not around their ch child all the time is not easy. Now, are there some freedoms? Yes, absolutely. Right. If you don't have a kid around, you know, you can kind of just go in a car, you can drive off, you can go get food for whatever you want. You don't have to share. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and that's minuscule in the in the grand scheme of things, but it's not easy being it, it, sorry, I'm I'm trying to figure out the right phrasing. It's not easy being in the situations that I've been in, but I will say this. There's a lot worse that probably could have happened. A whole hell of a lot worse. Okay. Like my fiance would tell you she she was petty. I was petty. It, it wasn't always the nicest. Right. Like I'll always say when we were good, we were great. But when we were bad, we were terrible. My question to you is even though oh and side note my communication was lacking tremendously and my communication isn't the greatest now and i'll admit to that but it's way better than it was for damn sure so my question to you is even though i've been in my situation right i've lived my life you know i've lived my truth but i wasn't around my daughter 24-7. I'm still not around my daughter 24-7. How is it for you not only having your daughter around all the time? Because she's three now, right? Okay, so having her for the last three years, but being there, not, you know, being there all the time and having the missus there and still having that type of relationship, but as in, like, how important it is for you as a black man to be there for your daughter, who is biracial. Granted, mine is too, but it's a different type of biracial. It, you know, now the question is, how is it being there for her, right? Yeah. Like, like as from, from how you've grown up, right, from the life that you have lived and is currently living, Right. Because, you know, we've both spoken about this off air a million times. Life is different for us. You know, even in even even the last year of just the show. 
you know, of us just having this. There's been a lot of changes in both of our lives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah. so how is how important is it for you to be there for your daughter, knowing that black men have this stig this stigma about not being either there at all or not being good fathers? It definitely makes me feel great to know that. I didn't follow that train of stereotype that black men don't take care of their kids. It's so funny that I used to say this about my dad. My man will break his back working so hard. But man, I wish he would have came to more games. Man, I wish he would have came to more performances. Man, I wish he would have did this. Man, I wish he would have did that. But I do know there was a roof over my head. There was food on my plate every night. As much as he could. Um... There was gifts under the tree during Christmas. Thanksgiving dinner happened. Tax season was our favorite season because we knew that we'll have some extra money left over. We can kind of maybe plan a family vacation or we can we can get something as a, as a family. We can do something. No, we we materialistic things for me growing up was was a need because we didn't have a lot of things. So whatever my father could. He tried to fill in those holes as much as possible. Granted, there was a lot of holes. There was a lot of us. So I won't say I followed in my father's footsteps too much, but I did learn a lot. And the one thing I learned is time. Time is something is more valuable than any tablet, any cell phone, any video game, any any doll, any throwing materialistic things out of the window because time is something that you can't can't get back. You have 24 hours in a day. And if you can't devote an hour to your child, you have to reevaluate how you are budgeting your time. So I come home from work looking forward to see my daughter every day. It's so much fun having her around. It's so it's so easy to hang out with her because she's a three-year-old sponge. She just she says how she feels. She's off the cuff. She doesn't have a care in the world, nor does she know what's really going on in the world. She's just unapologetically innocent, just to, to everything. And I get to sit here and teach her things and watch things together. And it's not sometimes we don't even play. No, me and me and um, Trish just had this conversation about maybe TV is a bit too much. And I was like, you know what? No, Trish, I disagree. Do how much stuff I learned from watching TV? I was like, me and her watch. She watches things now that I grew up watching. She watches Gullah Gullah Island. Found it on Paramount Plus. Shout out to Paramount no. Plus. Yeah. Full all full season. Yeah. What? Okay, watches listen, folks. Island. I'm sorry to cut you off, bro. But if y'all don't know what Gullah Gullah Island is, okay. I'm gonna need you to understand that Gullah Gullah Island was one of the shows that showed the strength of a black family. Mm-hmm. It's such a while positive. still being it right, super positive, while still being a kid's show, and it wasn't channel cheap, 13 or, or PBS, you know, channel 13 for New Yorkers. Now, first of all, was it was it a little cheesy? Yeah, so it was, but it was the 90s. That was like, <laughs> right. but it was the 90s. Everything was cheesy, everything was cliche cheesy. But maybe we need a little bit more cliche cheesy in our life now, yeah, because things are becoming too much of reality, even though it's not reality. So when when I come home, I look forward to those moments. I look forward to that time. 
I don't care what I got going on. I don't care if I got to go back to work. Some days I do. But at least I get that hour. But I was working from home when I was doing sales from home. I used to spend my lunch break with her. We used to eat lunch together. It was one of my favorite things to do. I look forward to it every day, me and Angelica, we eat lunch together. And while we're eating lunch, I'll put something on. We'll talk about something. She's easy to talk to. But these are the moments that she's going to remember. Yeah. Us watching the Justice League cartoon together and me showing her the difference between a good guy and a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Why, why these people are trying to save the world. Why it's important to save the world. By the way, started watching Magic School Bus with her. She finished the whole first awesome. season. Yeah. She now knows every planet and which planet has which rings, how many rings they have, all from the magic school bus. Hell yeah. These are certain things that I'm not saying, like I said, like like you said, I'm not perfect. But these are the things that I did that taught me. So I'm going to teach her the same way. I think I came out pretty damn fine. Now, am I gonna show her the mistakes along the way? Of course. I'm gonna show her those little road, those little road signs that I missed clearly. Tunnel vision, yeah, I'm gonna show her those because I don't want her to fall into the hit the same potholes I did. But hell, if she hits the pothole, it's okay. Life happens. Now, granted, also because because I want to say this, right? It's it's different for us because we're raising little girls or we're, oh, we're yeah. raising women. Oh, raising men, raising boys. We're not trying to raise men. We're not trying to make our daughters into the women that we thought that we deserve. No. We're just trying to, as fathers, in my opinion, as a father, my job for my daughter is to show her whatever games, whatever you know, roads. My job is to is to help her navigate. Not, you know, my the fiance's job for you, your wife's job is to raise her to be a woman. Cause we can't tell you how that is. We don't know what that's like. I don't know. I wouldn't be I wouldn't I don't have the first inkling I, on how to be a woman. <laughs> I, I, I was raised by five. I was. Listen, I, I know at a certain point, I gotta, I gotta end up going to like a CVS or a, or a Dwayne Reed or, nah. for for them. I'm not ready, and I'm way closer than you are, sir. Oh. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing: I wouldn't be ashamed. No, of course not. Because there's still, and there's still, and I understand feeling uncomfortable about going to go get pads for your kid, like, or get pads in general. Like people are still I, I, awkward about buying condoms. So <laughs> why is it, why is this side side sidebar? Why is that moment always so awkward? I don't know. They're looking at you. This is why I wish self checkout was a thing. <laughs> so, but then what did they do? They took them and moved them behind the counter. Right. So it's right. like I can't even grab the ones I want. Right. I have to ask somebody. Uh-huh. Oh, you're done locked up behind a lockbox. Like, I really gotta call somebody to unlock this so I can get some rubbers. Like this Wait, is- and don't and don't let it be the one that got the big the big alarm. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. That went off. That wasn't supposed to do that. Like that. Thanks. Everybody know that I'm in the trojan now. Appreciate it. Right. You want rim for her pleasure? Rim for which one? The blue box? So, can you can you shh? <laughs> shh. 
I'll just grab it. Just now, I can't let right. you grab yeah, it. That's what you want. Be quiet. <laughs> but it's so crazy how some people are so ashamed of that, man. And yeah. you got to take that long stroll into Walgreens or CVS or Rite Aid or whatever, whatever pharmaceutical store you like to go to. Yep. And you're going to walk in and, hey, maybe mom's is at work. Maybe mom don't got no extras laying around. First of all, I don't even know how to put one of those things on. I wouldn't even know how to coach or teach you how to do it because I I don't know. I have no idea. I just found out what a tampon, literally, no lie. I literally just had a demonstration done for me on what a tampon, how a tampon works. And what, what. You mean you mean put it in, take the thing out? Yeah, like the one. All right, like, why is it all in plastic? What's going on here? They were like, watch this. Gotta they got a glass of water. They pushed the thing. Whoop, whoop, whoop. whoop. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yo, is that an emergency door to the airplane? That's how that works. <laughs> like the, the life raft just <laughs> what that it just falls yeah, out. I hate you. Easy. Like, <laughs> and I was like, yo, you can stay, you can live with this like this for how long? It was like, oh, well, you got a couple hours. Don't go, yeah. don't wait too long, and then then you'd be real yeah. trouble. I was like, you're hilarious. Oh, okay. Well, I, I have like, a I have a very funny story about high school about a dance and it being dark dark i said dark and oh, no don't tell that me that situation not me i didn't get anything <laughs> i was fine <laughs> the we whole night girl was grinding on him yep we don't talk about it but we, yep. we all remember that it happened it, it, just, it was bad <laughs> yeah my, in my high school mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. I remember the two people. I know exactly who it was. I know exactly what happened afterwards. After the part after the lights turned on. Did they keep dancing? She was gone. <laughs> she <laughs> gone. Pew. Speedy Gonzalez style. <laughs> we both said Go. Like, oh, you saw the trailer like, smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Her and her friends. Pew. Like, oh, it was crazy. That's crazy. And they were friends, but she didn't know. Like it was it was it was it, it was a whole thing. Okay, anyways. Yeah. Respectfully. We're not disrespecting yeah. nobody. It, it, things happen. But like what happens if you're doing that something like that? Like, listen, when a little girl finds out by that 13, some people say 12, 13, la, 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 you know, la, 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 la. it's a bad situation at first because you're not expecting because it just happens. Like from what yeah. I was explained to, it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, so what do I tell my daughter? Like at 12 years old, do I tell her to start carrying an extra pair of clothes, keeping her locker? Like, just in case, like should I just carry a box in them inside my trunk? Like, what, what, just in case I gotta run up to the school and drop someone? Like, what do I do, bro? I was just, I was just having this discussion with with, with my fiance or something along the lines, and I told her like the first time. Wow, this is gonna be crazy talking about this on the show, but like the first time I got an erection, it was not, it was not ideal, like at all. It was actually really embarrassing. <laughs> so I'm not telling the story. Not telling the story. Nah, you got to you get this far. You got to tell it now. Nope. nope. Nah, you want this far. You got to tell it now. Telling the story. I'll leave it at this. I'll leave it at this. Right. It was an art project, and we had to do like an outline of the body, like of our bodies, like on a, on like paper or whatever, because they were gonna put it up, and it was a girl doing it, and mind got a little too close with her hand. Mind of, mind of its own. 
Yeah, yeah. So it was embarrassing because I freaked because I didn't know what the hell was happening. Nothing you can do about it, bro. Mind of the talk. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 36 now. I know. <laughs> Some people are like, yeah, listen. You want you want to be you want to be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Sometimes that uh, the sergeant general has a mind of its own. Oh, those brains do not connect. I don't care what anybody says. They they just <laughs> they do what they want to do when they want yeah. to do. And yeah, all the time. And you know what? We just gotta respectfully have an agreement. We have we have a CBA sound between us. The collective bargaining agreement. For real. Uh and we and we, we just we I understand you, you understand me. Just let's co- communicate and cooperate, yep. and we'll be fine. Sometimes he don't, don't no. Sergeant General won't want to cooperate. You know what I'm saying? As a Secretary of Defense, I got to tell Sergeant General what to do. Sometimes Sergeant General just does what he want to do and don't consult right. with the Push, pushes the button without telling anybody. Like, I mean, what are you doing? You can't be out there like that. <laughs> but this is what these are some of the things that. Well, not those particular cases. We were raising boys, of course. We would have to have that conversation. Believe I had to call. I had to talk every Friday from 16 years old all the way. No, I had to talk from 15 years old all the way to I was 18 years old every Friday. So it was a regular you know thing. You know what's crazy? I don't know if I ever had to talk. <laughs> should have should have should have been raised in the Harris household and the, a son of Rodney Harris Senior. No. Because if if you if you were, I mean, you would have brought a notebook with you, and you would have had to take notes. Because he every Friday night, so now son, time to talk. Oh, about God. what? That's what we talked about last month. There ain't no updates. There ain't no updates. I, I'm not gonna pay for this. I got a clock in. What are we doing? <laughs> like, like, but this is what he used to do to me. Because you know, you gotta, you gotta keep, listen. I, I know. He always would start off. Listen, I know mm. it was your age. I was out there doing what I was doing. I was pretty wild. It was, it was always I was pretty wild. Pretty wild, right? Right. Your stories. I was like, listen, I have my own stories. But listen, I know. He was like, I know because you my son. I know because you my son. <laughs> and yeah. I gotta understand. I want to see nobody get pregnant. So you gotta make sure you are taking care of your business. Now, if you ain't taking care of your business. You're gonna be out here in the street, and you will be taking care of that kid because I ain't taking mm-hmm. no care. Of I take care of my kid. I was like, yeah, I know. Yep. Please, I'll, I'll be looking at my mother. Please save me, please. Listen, <laughs> I to do it because I tried to tell him to stop doing this a long time ago. He don't listen. Yeah, ever well. since, ever since I got caught with them condoms in my pocket, it changed my entire life. Every, ever since I got caught with them in my pocket, it changed my life, and I wasn't even using them. I was selling them. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other story, story for another episode. Yeah, for but, real. Like, like, I was selling condoms to my friends so they don't get themselves in trouble. Yeah, that's hilarious. Long story short, I went to one of these parades. They gave out free condoms. I had a shopping bag full of condoms. Me and my buddy Sean, and we started selling them for a quarter each. That's how I got snack money. You didn't hold on. I like because I know we have what we're a five year difference, right? Yeah. Was it the mm-hmm. NYC condoms? No, those came a little after the fact. After, See, the right? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Now, don't get don't get it twisted. I'm gonna say pause on this whole situation because <laughs> I don't want nobody to think anything of me. I was working a booth for a specific football team, yeah, handing out pamphlets and flyers to recruit ladies to join the team. Okay, I had to work the New York City Pride Parade twice. 
Mm-hmm. And when you're in the middle of the Pride Parade, at every booth and every tent on the oh, edge of each tent, yeah. there are free condoms. And yeah. me and she, my buddy Sean, and Sean can attest to this, we will run into every booth. Shout so we Sean. handed out pamphlets, and right before, we'll walk in, grab a handful of condoms, walk out, grab a handful. I don't know why we had these condoms. I don't know why we had them. But we just felt like it was a good idea to take them. Sure. I came yeah. home with a shopping bag. Well, no, the big brown bag. Blue for blue there. Came out with one of those full of condoms. And there was flavored, glow in the dark, the NYC ones, Lifesaver, Lube, No Lube, all kinds of ones. It was a, a smorgasbord of condoms. Remember the Rough Riders? Remember those shits? <laughs> always broke. Those condoms always broke them Rough Riders, man. Bro. Never well, well. They always broke. Broke for who? Because, anyways, um, the whole point is, I, I got caught with them in my pocket. Mother, she was washing my jeans. I like five in each pocket. She nicknamed me Pockets because whenever she washed my clothes, there was something there was in it in my pocket. That's funny. So she dumped my jeans. I went there. She kind of just came raining. I got called upstairs. I was like fifteen. I called upstairs. My dad was, um, I was like, hey, mom, what's up? She was, she goes, your father needs to talk to you. I was like, oh, God, what did I do? So I go in his room. He goes, he has the condoms on the bed in a pile. And he goes, your mother found these in your pocket. You might want to be a little bit more careful. It was a little embarrassing. I was like, what's embarrassing about it? I'm not doing anything. He goes, Roddy, you don't got to explain to me. I understand. I get it. You know, you want to be safe. I'm happy you're being safe, though. I was like, Dad, but you're getting the wrong idea before I can even explain why I had them in my pocket. Was he... Nonetheless, yeah, that's not a whole thing. Right. But the moral of the story is these talks need to be had with, with young men, but also with young women. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to need, as fathers, to sit down and have these conversations. Not just the ladies. And I want, I want to speak to all fathers here. It's you got to have this conversation with your daughters because yeah. they need to know the ramifications. Because the mother can bring to the table why it's not good to be out here in these streets, but we can tell them the ramifications from a male's perspective of you being out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get firsthand knowledge because we end up huddles with the boys. Yeah. Okay, we hear them names being called and them things that's gonna be said about you that leave you. They will be with you forever. Okay. So it's very important that we pass those on and we have those conversations with our daughters. Trish already allowed me to have the conversation. She refuses to have the conversation. Um, she goes, it's embarrassing. And she she can't keep a straight face with talking about. I was like, Lil, I'm be raw. I'm be just like my pops. My pops was raw with me. He gave me the lowdown and was raw. He told me like it was. But I'm glad he did because it changed. It, I could have been out here a teen father, you know, Thank God somebody was able to sit me down and tame and tell me to control myself and control your hormones. And Mm -hmm. you're going through something right now that you don't even understand. You're dealing with a monster that you're not going to be able to control fully. So sometimes this is going to run its course, but let it course through you, Mm -hmm. not course through somebody else. We could go play football, go wrestle, go do something to get that testosterone out of you. You understand? That's how he put it to me, and that's how I'm gonna put it. Listen, girls, you guys gonna go and get boy crazy. It happens. Listen, 
I, I, I want to make this known before we switch topics because we have a little bit. I mean, we got some time left, but I want to touch on our main topic. Um, girls like sex just like we do. Facts. <laughs> Let's put that out there. Women like sex just like men like sex. Be real. Honestly. So if as a man, if you're out here thinking that, oh, they don't want, they just don't want nah, dog. <laughs> they might be tired. You they might be, they might play games. Yeah, and women know? talk the same way we talk. They so all do don't get it twisted. Some I heard I've heard a group of girls worse than the guys. Filthy. And I, and I mean that with respect. Like, I'm, listen, you're talk, you guys are listening to two men who generally feel more comfortable in a circle of women than a circle of men. And not because we don't relate to men or anything like that. Like, our boys are our boys. Like, you know, that's never going to go anywhere. But it just so happens that we're able to... Rel- I don't want to say relate. That's not the word. But we're we're able to mesh with women easier because of how we were raised. Facts. Right. And it's, it, it's not against them, man. We love you, brothers. But the ladies, we just have a way with the ladies. And I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to G us up and be like, yeah, like, no. you know, some, yeah. some ladies, man. <laughs> no, we just have a way of speaking their language because we've been taught, we've been around for a long period of time around but women so we just speak their language a little bit better it's like when you go with, with your homies and one that the one homie that knows spanish and there's a bunch of girls and they're all speaking spanish you sitting there like oh she'll look good right he says something in spanish because they obvious he can obviously relate and hopefully he translate the right thing because then you're gonna sit there looking stupid um it's happened to me so <laughs> um you gotta be ready for these kind of things and with the kids for, for black women to sum up the whole children portion of this video, you know, we got to do a better job and stop blaming the men and, and also stop doing it in front of the kids. Stop, stop, stop knocking down a black man in front of the kids. Don't do it. Don't call and say, go with your stupid daddy. Don't call him a sperm donor. Don't say those kind of things. To your not a, yeah. Not in front. Like that's a, that's an issue. That's a whole other type of issue. Um, yeah, it, it's but and 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 because Rodney and I are fair, men don't do it to the women. Damn, sure don't man. call them your baby mama, sure. don't call them any types of like wild, wild stuff. Like, it's it's not worth it when it comes to that kid. You can say whatever you want when you're around your people, I don't give a shit, don't do it to the kid. Um. So for what Rod spoke about from the beginning of the show, I'm actually going to play the clip um, so so that y'all can listen and then we can kind of just touch what we want to touch on. One question. What did black women do to black men that was so bad? What do we do historically that was so bad? You stole our children and used them as pawns for child support. You embarrass us on the daily by not dressing modestly. You talk about our mothers when we disagree with your behavior. You call us homosexual when we assert our masculinity. You lie on us to the world by telling them that we unalive you every five and a half hours. 
You call the police on us and get us thrown in prison or jail more than anybody else. You disrespect us when we try to bring together our families, which is what you did when you brought up Kevin Samuels in your video. You claim that we're trash and deadbeat fathers, even though we are the most involved in our children's lives. You're always talking about how we bash you, but you never bring up the videos of us doing so. What you would rather do is just say it and then act like the videos we do post about you aren't about your behavior, mannerisms, and characteristics that we wish would change. So, that was a lot. That was a lot to take in. <sighs> Rod, where do we start with this? Um, let's let's start with um, you put more of us in jail mm. than anybody in history. <sighs> this is gonna this right here, folks, is where it gets rough. Once again, our opinions. You know something. I've seen this so much in our community. Let's just play a scenario out, right? Okay. It's Friday, and the and one of the brothers is going to go pick up his kids for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's just say him and his mother of his children has been going at it through text message, really fighting back and forth, going at it, going at it. And he goes, I'm just going to go pick up my kids. Okay, so he gets there, go pick up his kids. She instantly starts with the conversation they have in the text. What we just said, don't do. Don't do it in front of the kids. He didn't even get to the front door yet. She's already outside with the kids. Got bags outside. Kids standing there looking confused. They're excited to see their father. He gets out the car, goes to greet his children. Oh, so you ain't going to say nothing about what you said? Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, I told you I was just coming here to pick up my kids. See, that's why you ain't nothing now. That's why you ain't got no job. That's why you ain't got this. That's why you got that. You ain't never gonna do shit. You ain't gonna never be shit. Blah, blah, blah. Woman, if you don't get out of my face, now it's now we're here. Right. It's confrontation. Say, Woman, please, please back up. Get away from me. I'm trying to get my kids in the car. Oh, so now you're just gonna bump me? I'm not trying to touch you. Just back up off me. Matter of fact, now I'm gonna call the cops on your ass because you because you wanna you wanna assault me. I didn't even touch you. You coming in my face. Now, now you start losing your cool. Now you're going back and forth with her. Nobody's touching anybody at this point. But the simple fact that you're in her face screaming at her, she instantly calls that assault and abuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, cops are now called. And yeah. we all know when a female calls the police on a male, most of the time, you're going down. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have an outstanding warrant or pay unpaid parking tickets or something that they just so happen to see pop up in the little laptop in the car right now you on the hood of the car in cuffs while your kids are sitting in the back seat of your car crying and going back inside the house with their mother i seen a situation like that play out before in front of me i was a passenger in somebody's car when that happened wow so these are the type of things that go down in this in our community. You know, when you see things, and 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 by the way, cops ain't trying to hear no statement from you because they ain't got nothing to do with you. So you try to stay out as much as possible, but you don't want to see the good brother go down for doing absolutely nothing but defending himself verbally. Yeah. Right. Not physically, verbally. Now we're not saying it's okay to do anything physically or verbally for that matter. Oh. No. Okay, especially physically, but verbally is it is a tricky situation because when you're in your emotions, 
you tend to just it's vomit of the mouth right you just tend to say things now granted you know they say you know behind every little joke or whatever there's a little bit of truth but it's about picking your battles now when it comes to what comes to that particular topic he says that because of the confrontations that our people always have be it black male black female right the confrontations and the fact that it's bad enough that our people already looked at like a group like like as if we're always angry or we always have an issue okay or, or, or how about if you know homie already got a strike got two strikes on him yeah he's already He's already trying to, he's trying to live right. He's trying to do right. Right. He's trying to be out here to be with his kids. But here you are talking about, oh, you got, since you got two strikes on you, this is, come on now. Come on now. Right. Don't use that to your advantage if it's not a legitimate reason. Exactly. Like we got to stop with the instant, we got to stop with the instant blaming. Who's right and who's wrong? Think about the kids. I always tell people, think about your kids at first. Your kids come first. I'm not saying that you got to stay together for the kids. I'm just saying you have to be copacetic between each other and those transfers of delivering or picking up and dropping off. At least, right. At least if it's if it's a hey, this you know they got homework. Da da da. Right. They eat yet? You know. See you Sunday. Right. Moving on. Exactly. Or if you don't, if you have an issue with that, try to find somebody within the family that can pick up these kids, so you don't have to have that altercation. But most of the time, court orders state that the parent must do it, not grandma, not uncle, not auntie, not play cousin, parent. Yeah. So it's very, it's very touchy. So when the when that brother in that video said. You guys put more men in jail, more black men in jail than anybody in history. That struck a nerve with me because we I've witnessed these things. And then you got to, then there's there's so many women out here who have that claim of I can I can do it by myself. I don't by need myself. no male. But everybody every every kid needs a father. Every kid needs a mother. Okay. Don't sit there and say you don't need it. You might not need it, but they do. Uh, I want you to think of something else he said so we can talk about some more of the video. But to touch on that, um, this is this is going to be... This, okay, this next line is going to be very, very brutal, but it's very honest in my opinion. Once again, this is my opinion. You can't tell somebody how to be a father if you never had one. That sounds really messed up. I understand that. Now, if you have father figures or pe- the men who are there for you in your life, then cool. Then use those people. But if you didn't, that's brutal. That's... I know. I know what I said. I know I... what I said. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, but, but, but the thing is, is that you can't put the expectations on me if you don't have if you don't have a vision in your own eyes, in, in your own mind. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't have expectations on me, period. You know what? Except for the except for being there and, and doing my part. I can't even get mad at you for saying that. You know, it, it's... It, I always tell people don't talk about situations and I don't speak about situations that I've never been in, nor do I know nothing about. 
Um, I can only make speculation, but I can't speak on it like I know it for fact. That's very true. If you ain't never had no father, how can you tell me how to be a father? You don't know what that's like. Like the same way if I... You don't even know what it's like to be a man, so... So how can you ever sit here and tell me the same way? I know women like to pull that line too. This one's going to be sharp. You don't know what it's like to be a female. I damn mm-hmm. sure don't. <laughs> nope. You right. don't know what it's like to be a man. Yep. It's vice versa. So that's why I had... I Don't get me wrong. I love this song because I just love the way she sung it and it was amazing. That's why I had a big issue with, with if I was a boy. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. And then when... Well, we always know who Mr. No, you know who did the If I Was a Girl remix. Um, Mr. Mr. Robert. Um don't not he crushed it though. I ain't gonna lie. He did. Um, I can't but even get mad. talk about anybody peeing on him. That wasn't <laughs> you know at the end of the day, yeah. If you was a like if you was a boy, you do you do you do just do be doing dirty just as much as we are. Well, hold on a second. What what you acting like girls don't do dirty? Like that's really got me upset with Beyonce. Like Beyonce, you acting like guy out here in these streets. I can't wait for this video to come out. I can't wait for us to release this video because I want that to be oh, man. you struck a nerve a little bit. I want this to be perfectly fucking clear. Everybody has done some type of dirt. It might not be major, but nobody is perfect. Nobody's Stop perfect. pretending. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just saying, like, even for us as men, stop pre- men and people. Stop pretending like like your side, you know, male or female, is the is the better side. Because there's no such thing. We all have to live this thing called life. We all got to play that game. It's very true. All right? And not everybody makes it to the 20th level, to the 25th level, to the 30th level. By level, I mean ages. Not everybody makes it to that point. Some don't make it past 10. And not because of natural causes either. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's be for real about this. Be real, y'all. Okay. That's that's what, yeah. Mm, mm. What's what's one of the other things, brother? I would say um, using the children as pawns. Yes, we went through the arrest scenario, but how about oh, until you do right by me, you can't see your kids. What? Mm. Until you do this, you can't you can't spend time with your son. But you can have X, Y, and Z homies in your house that you still laying down with around my son. But I can't see my son because I'm a low life mfa. In your opinion, we can bring your kids to court and trot them in the courtroom and say, "Listen, he ain't done nothing for them. I pay child support every month. I'm never late. I do. I, I try my best to see them as much as I possibly can. You fight me on visitation. You fight me on everything else." But you see, they need more than that. I'm trying. But you keep you keep moving the goalposts every time I try to put my feet down on the floor. You keep sliding sliding the rug from under me. What do you want me to do? 
Yeah. And then you want to put the drop the kids out there in court and talk about tell them how bad your daddy is to you. Then you want to put the phone out there on social media talking about how bad I am. These things happen, folks. It's not a game. I like, and I see this happen to our good brothers every single day. These women out here are crazy. Some of them are very crazy, and some of the men are crazy too. I get that, but we're talking directly to the women, the black women at at most right now. And our culture tend to do this all the time. Always got their phone out. Always recording. Remember the situation where the um, even though we found out the situation was was an act. Of the oh, brother yeah. who, with he came, he took his son, got him food. Woman comes out with the cell phone talking about what about her other kids? Wait, time out. I was just thinking about that. That was an act. That's what I heard. Now I don't know oh. how factual, or, but because I heard that was a whole reenactment. That took me over. I said, "What? That's not my kids." He doesn't have a legitimate responsibility to those children. Now, if he wanted to take care, if he wanted to get food for them, then that's on that's on him. But his responsibility is that one child. I'm sorry. Exactly. It's the truth. Exactly. You can't expect a man to come out here and take care of children that's not his. Unless he agreed to that. Right. I'm like... You're in a relationship. I see a lot of these videos, and they're beautiful, of the young young women and young men asking their stepfathers to adopt them, and watching these men break down because they took care of them since they were like two years old, and took care of them since they were like seven, and that they're, they're seventeen now. And and I watch these grown men cry, weep, because they finally get the chance to have someone call them daddy, and it's a beautiful thing. It don't even it's, it, it twists my heart every time. It gets me. I even start crying, but. Though to have that certain title as a father and as a daddy, it you just can't throw that around. Okay, that's not for everybody. Talk about it. So when 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 you bring another brother into a situation, and you already got a situation, and the brother's saying, "Listen, I had a kid by you. That's why I'm with you. I'm here. I'm just trying to make this work for me and my kid. What about my other kid? My other kid? Well, I don't know nothing about your other kid. Where's his father?" Oh, I thought you could be his daddy. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute now. My mother always taught me when you get in bed with a woman and she has children, they come as a package deal. I understand that. But if you agree to said things, that's okay. But if you agree to do all of this extra stuff, no, 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 no. No woman should expect you to do that. Most women now don't, don't really go that route where they expect you to do something like that. But Mm-hmm. I'm seeing more and more and more that this tide is starting to shift where they're like, listen, I got my kids. Don't worry about my kids. It's just a me and you situation. Yeah. Like, and then they let the man make the decision. And no, I want to get something from them. Is that okay? Yeah, you right. can, but I got them. Don't don't act like you're their father or anything like that. I hear women say that a lot more now than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um <sighs> it just gets frustrating. Um something something I wanted to say was you brought up the titles right mm-hmm. um i've said this with other people before i heard it on steve harvey show but there is a difference between a father a dad a daddy and a sperm donor there's a difference just this mm-hmm. but for the most part there's a difference between a father and a daddy or a dad 
my daughter can call me daddy. My daughter can call me dad because I'm there. Because she knows that I'm there for her. She calls me father when she's joking. She's like, father. And like to get my attention. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? But there is a real difference between that. Just like and vice versa. Right? Not Look, I'm going to put it out there. Once again, people ain't going to like it. But I'm going to say it. Not every mom is a good mom. Facts. Keep it a keep it a stack. Tell him, brother. I don't think Eminem would have made all those songs <laughs> if if some of that shit wasn't true. Okay. In like, words, in the words of Yandu, he might have been your father, boy, but he ain't your daddy. Daddy. Yep. Yeah. Yandu is a character from Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a Marvel <laughs> franchise. Just in case y'all don't know. <laughs> Just in case, explain that the fans know they know what it is. Mm. Now, mm. no, some of them really don't. Mm. <laughs> but uh, did y'all hear what Kyle just said? Did y'all hear him? Did you hear him? I want y'all to hear that because that's powerful. Yeah, it, it, it means so much. And if y'all paid attention to anything, it took away anything from this episode, take that away. Yeah, titles means something you can't throw them around you can't just tell somebody that you can't you can't live your life like that ladies gentlemen you can't do that because those kids look at that as a certain kind of way yeah so next this week gerard's in the house and the next thing william's in the house so guess what now now little jamal running around thinking that both he got two daddies mm-hmm. but neither one of these guys are his daddy and I've heard that plenty of times. Not me personally. I'm just saying, as in, like, I've heard that with with other people. Like, listen, that one, that one hit home. That one hit home for me right there. So it, you got you gotta you gotta be real careful how you're moving. Yeah. Around in these streets. And remember your kids see everything. For sure. Just because you think they're not listening, they listen. I yeah. know that for a fact right now. For real. <laughs> Everything. Well, look, with that being said, um, on Spotify, we'll drop a question down. So make sure to check that out. Um, please feel free to answer said question. We will be more than willing to sit to state said answer <laughs> on the next episode. So we appreciate y'all. Rod, tell me where they can find you, sir. Man, you can find me on Instagram at Rod underscore Rod underscore Binks, and you can find me on X, <laughs> Rod Rod Binks. And you can follow me, Mr. Marvel87, on Instagram, X, and TikTok. Please follow a different angle, 88 pod underscore 2023 on X and Instagram. Things are in the works, I promise you. There's just a lot going on. Um, uh, please follow CBD Meet, uh, Multimedia Network on all of your streaming platforms. And that is where you will find our show on said streaming platforms on the CBD Network. Oh, and follow us. Make sure to keep watching us on PRN or listening to us, I should say, on PRN.live every Friday at 5 o'clock. That's p.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> and also... If you want to go back to any of our past episodes and you don't have Spotify or you don't have Apple Podcasts, which I don't believe, you can also go to a different angle.podbean 
com. Ladies and gentlemen, stay positive. We love you. Rod, hit them with it. If you're looking for a different angle, well, the guys to give it to you. It's been a different angle podcast, guys. We love you. Peace.